0: This is the Opposite Ends Podcast. Welcome. This is another episode of the Opposite Ends Podcast. We switched up the seating a little bit. So we're going to start. I got directly across from me. I got Tristan. Good evening. Uh, Sitting next to Tristan is Josh. What's up, guys? And across from Josh, we got Ryan. I've missed this. Is it a little weird? Oh, it's it's been actually it's been a minute. It has. It's been a couple Um, weeks. Welcome back. I'm glad we all survived it because um, we had, I think, top five, well, had to be top three coldest winters that we've ever had. The coldest is 1899. Really? The coldest winters. Now, how the fuck do they know? 1899, I, I didn't mean, even know they were doing temperature at that what time. What
1: book do they go back to to find, <laughs> you know, these temperatures from 100 years Good old years Farmer's ago. Almanac.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Did y'all have uh, blackouts, brownouts? How did you guys survive the whole- What
1: is a brown out? So, is that like in the apartment complex where the shitter <laughs> tube bursted and it was spraying shit all over the car?
2: <laughs> yes, that is a brownout for sure.
0: From my understanding, it, it's when the electricity goes in and out, like on for an hour, off for an hour, on for an hour, off an hour, you know, spread out. Because it's a shitty situation to like be mem- on yeah, yeah, and then yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My
2: memories from a few nights in college are like, I had a lot of brownouts in college for...
0: That's sounds like most of my friends, <laughs> high school memory. relationships. <laughs> <laughs> so are we calling up? it the snow vid or are we calling it? It's actually called winter storm. Yuri named after my wife. Oh, yeah. Really? Hmm. yeah spelled yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spelled different. Yeah. 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 It's uh, this storm is spelled Y. No, no. no. U R I. Yes. You are. I, Where did I didn't know be?
2: they had storm names, by the way. I know I they, had they had tornado, had
0: tornado names. names. I have and known. Hurricane, names. And hurricane names and hurricane names, but this is our first winter storm.
3: Why'd they pick a I Russian like name or a Slavic or Eastern block? Colombian. Well, yeah. I guess they URI from... to me sounds
2: very. I don't know. Where is that name origin? I, I
1: think, think we need it. to give a shout out to everyone that survived it. Okay. Unfortunately, it's Hebrew. People, did, really, people, oh, people I was, did die. That was way uh, off.
2: The origin is "My flame, my light," which was the exact opposite of this <laughs> storm. So many people yeah. who had uh, no flames and no lights.
1: I think it was pretty tragic. I mean, people died. People have lost their homes while they were there. Obviously, if you don't know, Texas, the entire state. Do
2: you think there are people that don't know? Uh, yes, I think there's people that don't know. Do you think any bar listeners? I don't think
1: that? people realize how severe it was. For example, Texas as a state, the entire state was under a winter wind advisory for the first time ever. Not only ever has it ever happened in Texas, but the entire state was under that and a winter advisory. Um, this is going to go down as probably one of the costliest or if not the costliest storm in Texas history. They're saying more than
2: Texas,
0: more, more than more than, than Ike, Har- Harvey, yeah, more than Harvey. Harvey's
1: the most expensive storm to date,
0: um, but, but it takes out all of Texas. The entire state. Yep. Bro, when, it's weird when you look at, uh, I got on Snapchat, and then you can zoom into a location and look at people's Snapchat, and they're skiing in Austin. And yeah. Down the hills? Down the hills in Austin. I saw that's, some guys that's,
3: snowboarding on some trails out there. That would We awesome. had
0: better powder than I skied
1: on in Colorado. I mean the powder we had, and if you don't know, if you're well, not from Texas, I'm not. You we do me. not get snow powder. We get oh. ice, or really compacted snow, snow powder. That's but it turns ice pretty quickly. We had snow powder that stayed on the ground as powder. It was the first for three, four days.
2: legitimate snow I think I've ever seen
1: in Dallas. It was incredible. It was beautiful to look at. And after four days, I thought, thank God I don't live in Chicago or anywhere else that has this for multiple months. Oh my gosh,
0: yes. I love it. Really? love snow. I felt some type of way like, like I can understand why people don't like Seattle or up north where it's cloudy and Rain. snowy and yeah, definitely rainy. understand why people don't like Seattle.
1: <laughs> yeah, for, for more than one reason and it's not just the snow.
0: I think for well, me- Seattle like, really doesn't get that much or, snow. No. Or is it's, it Portland or something? I don't when know. When
3: Seattle it. does get snow, it's 10 times worse than it is here because it's built on the side of a hill. It's yep. more about
2: like our inability to prepare for it. Like I think if, if we have had snow before or if you've been around snow growing up at all, you'd have a totally different perspective than we get a shit ton of ice everyone's uh, road home is totally messed up because everyone's in car
1: accidents. And it's not just obvious ice. It's, it's black, black ice. ice. Yeah. Um, the worst of ice. But One of, of the, the problems is people, people need it.
3: People don't think about when that black ice is going to form. So you got people driving around and they're like, oh, I don't see anything. Well, if it's been 12 degrees for four straight days and it melts even a fraction, look for black ice. Oh and God. all you look assholes
1: in the north and northeast, by the way, I'm calling you out. That make fun of Texas. I've seen you guys drive on ice. You're not good at it either. You typically are driving on cleared roads by a plow, s- heavily salted roads, or you're on you're driving on powder. Completely different than driving on ice, A. And B, you guys shut down your schools if it gets above like 95 degrees because it's unbearably hot and we survive and live I like it's normal that. when I've, it's 110 degrees. I've never degrees. had a school shut down yeah, in Washington at 95 of degrees. Did I say the Northwest? Okay, Nope. Did I say you did the didn't North? I've never heard of that ever. Everywhere. Yeah. There's a, it, it <laughs> happens. North it north north happens East. often in North. Uh, often. North, north. Happens often in Connecticut. Or they uh, don't New have Hampshire. If they get that hot, they shut down the school. And I think partially it's because of their AC system. Just like we have a heat problem here and treating our roads. I will give a shout out. I bitch a lot about driving on tolls because we're surrounded by tolls in North Texas. But there's a difference in the snow and ice storms driving on a toll road versus driving on a state highway. Yep, the toll roads are immaculate, and there may not every lane be immaculate. But yeah, you're paying for it.
0: Absolutely better. You're paying for it. No excuse. Actually, I think that's over that snow. The Fort Worth wreck, the hundred car pileup, I think was in the toll lane because it froze so so quickly. Theory busted. And not many people were driving on that road.
3: But also, there's a lot. of never closed down.
1: They never sanded the road. Yes, They did not know precipitation was going to fall overnight like it did.
2: That car wreck was
1: horrible. Yes, So far, six people have died. 130 plus cars were involved. If you haven't seen the video. Have you seen the videos? I I honestly challenge you not to look for it because you'll see semi-trucks obliterate cars like you would see in the Fast and the Furious number 12. Because at this point, they do things that don't ever happen. But it's crazy. It's almost unbearable to watch.
0: Yeah, I see, you just see the eighteen wheeler just plow uh, a F one hundred and fifty, and it just the F one hundred and fifty just take gets air in the air, flies air thirty bound. feet
1: forward and yeah. twenty feet up in the air, and, and stops on top, top of, of cars, on top yeah. of cars,
0: it
3: shovelled them out of the way like a pile of snow. Yeah. It's insane.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. I'm glad we got through it. Uh, shout outs everybody, we survived. Zero degree temperatures last week. This week we're blessed with 16, 70 degree power? temperatures the whole time. The whole time. The whole time. Did you what?
2: You had power?
0: The whole time. God damn y'all.
2: We had, we had no power. We had to be with my parents. We
0: were blessed. We were poor. I made
2: the fatal mistake. So we had blackouts or brownouts or whatever the term you used earlier was for Sunday night going into Monday. Like every four to six hours, it would cut out. And then finally around like 6 or 7 a.m., it cut out until almost 3 p.m. And we have a pool in our backyard, so, like, the pool freezes. If yep. you have, We have freeze guards, so if your temperature drops below a certain, you know, level, the water runs, so you don't have to have, like, a fear of ice building up. And I know for people that don't live in Texas, it's a foreign concept that you would have pools running year-round, but it's totally normal for us, because it doesn't normally get below freezing. If it does... It's barely. It, it's, you know, upper 20s for maybe a couple of days on, you know, in a row, but... For this, no power, pool's not circling. I had a layer of ice within like 30 minutes. It doesn't take long. It was zero degrees. I've
1: decided my next house, I really want to pull, whether I buy one with one or I buy one and put one in, I'm going to have a generator. Um, Part of the reason is pull and pull equipment. The other reason is a lot of homes in North Texas, at least, are being built with um, tankless water heaters. Yeah. They freeze very easily. And I don't know who started the trend, but they put them in the exterior wall. So they usually put them in the garage wall and the access panels on the exterior of the house. Fucking stupid because if it's freezing outside and you've got a metal panel covering up your water heater that freezes easily, it just bodes a lot of problems. Yeah. On top of all that, we also lose power pretty frequently in Texas, especially in the springtime because of tornado storms, yep. hailstorms, yep. lightning storms. So, you know, Wind. to have the security and knowing that my pool will always run, I'll never have a loss of power for more than a minute. Uh, I think it's worth it. And these generator companies can make a lot of money this year.
0: Sound like a Democrat. <laughs> no,
1: because no, it'll run on natural gas, not, <laughs> not, not on hopes and dreams. All right. So tell me if I'm wrong. We've got a realtor in the You're house. We've got a realtor. Let's go. Shout out Elton. Name's Elton. Realtor. When I home needs. (laughs) When I go to list my house, either to sell it or to to rent it,
2: one hundred percent say that you had power.
1: I'm going to put in there that I'm going to ask about. I'm going to put on. I'm going to put on there that I'm going to protected grid, and I survived snowmageddon never once losing power, because now that is more relevant than it's ever been.
2: Oh, do you want an updated kitchen, or do you want to have power when you have a
0: blackout? I think I'd rather have power. Have you ever had a power outage at your house? No.
1: Never. Other than like lightning striking a transform and I lose power for an hour. Okay. But never. Never lost power. Wow. Yep. Okay. You, d-
2: you think people have time for that?
0: They will. I, I think it would be funny. It would draw. They t- should. Shit. I mean, on a down market now, everything, we're not going to get into real yeah, estate. Yeah, we need to have, oh, a, we
1: need to have some <laughs> subset of real estate podcasts in here because everyone's oh, uh, interested. Everybody likes their house. Everybody, their house. Everybody hates their house. A lot of information out there to educate you guys. But, yeah, we survived it, guys. Congratulations to those that had heat and water the entire time. I can't imagine not only not having heat, but also having your water shut off because of contamination oh, issues. Or all yeah. over the city. You're on a boil notice, but on boil you're on electric notice. and you can't turn on anything to heat. I had people that were cooking and heating water and, and whatever else over their house fireplace. Yep. I mean... It's just crazy. It makes you realize how fortunate we are to be in a first world country where you have plumbing and sewage. That, yep. Running water that's clean and electricity. Do you think think
2: most people are considered the fact that they live in a first world country? Because I see so much complaining all the time about the. And then this week was a bad week for a lot of people. But But it was one week. It was one week and people have homes. Mm -hmm. Like you look at some of these third world countries, people live in cardboard boxes. Yep.
1: There are Literally people in they our die first in the world out, they die
3: outside. who are living third world lives that yeah. didn't quite make it out of this week.
1: I don't want to get into like a political conversation or geopolitical conversation. Geo. But the one thing that I think is interesting is a lot of these third world countries, one of the things that makes them really unique is they have first world cities. Like Austin. And capitals where... Yeah. The entire country's third world, India, for example, is still considered a third world country, but they've got epicenter cities like Mumbai that are really first world, yet people still live as if they're third world in there because they don't have things like running water and sewage and clean water. Or they're overpopulated. And they're overpopulated considerably.
3: Uh, It's just interesting. Considerably. I mean, you think about people per square mile in those countries. I mean, they they dwarf... They stack them. Stat
2: is the correct word.
1: Yeah, but then you have places like Shanghai and Tokyo and New York where... Which They're are very all s- high on that list, too. They're stacked on top of each other, but...
2: But their infrastructure has been different yeah.
0: for a mm-hmm. very, very for long time. A longer time. Sewer and water. Sewer and water. I didn't Guy, expect to get on this what, path.
3: What is our favorite thing to do in snow? Oh. With with weather like that, okay, let's say you did get to enjoy some of it. Um, what would you do? Or what did you do?
1: Stayed inside.
2: You stayed inside. I didn't move. I
1: okay. mean, I'm not... Well, we know you stayed inside, but I'm
0: what inside. helped you get through the week? Um...
2: Probably the fact he had power and uh, heat the whole time.
0: That for sure. And then hearing about other people that didn't have it. I was able to appreciate it. it. I was <laughs> able to appreciate it. Like my sisters there in Houston, their water is connected to their electricity. So when they had no electricity, they couldn't even have the water. Yeah. They couldn't even flush the toilet. Yeah. So, I mean, they, I mean, I went a long time without taking a shower because I had a boil notice. I think I went the longest I've ever gone, five and a half days. Oh, my God. Bro, I was stank. Oh, I noticed something when I came into I got, You know,
1: <laughs> I've got to get a lot of props. Having a one-year-old that's now running and walking, my wife and I were exhausted during this week because we're both staying at home. My wife was trying to work. I can't work from home. Um, having a one-year-old, I have a mad appreciation for childcare workers. Thank how you. they entertain I in- can't even imagine
2: having to spend a whole day with your one year old.
1: Yeah, see, that's that's everyone's fun reaction. No, it's fucking oh, no. exhausting. So shout out to all the parents out there. I don't care how old your kids are. I now understand how exhausting. You it have can to be, be on 100 percent of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My oh, wife didn't 100%. leave
3: the house for six days. It's it where you didn't down. leave
1: the house. All right, Ryan. What made you survive not having water? Electricity. Aside from being at your parents. Having a four by
2: four that was allowed allowed me to drive around pretty easily and have no problems. Uh I don't I don't even know what we did. We tried to work a little bit, just like get just on keep Wi-Fi. Mild. Yeah. Just to keep busy. Uh I was you know, you guys know I've had like a bunch of plumbing projects going on at the house. I was pretty panicked that we were gonna lose
0: a bunch All of fresh that, that
2: we had literally just put in. Yep. So I didn't want that. Um So I was going back and forth one to two times a day, checking the water, running the water in all of our, our drains just to make sure it was flowing correctly. And I I don't know. I mean, it was, it was, it's gonna sound weird. It was fun hanging out with the parents for a couple of days. You know, it's not very often that you get a nice, spend some time off several days with your family. See the old roommates and stuff. the The old roommates. Have my laundry done. <laughs> have my meals cooked. Great, nice. Well, man, it was cool. Yeah.
3: <laughs> snow for me, because I'm from the Northwest, I dealt with snow for most of my life. Um, you were out there. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've lived it. Um, yeah. And my favorite thing about snow, now that I live in Dallas, is that I don't have to shovel it anymore, which is great. Oh, yeah. Never but have to shovel your... activities, I doing do. the snow, building snowmen, throwing snowballs, snowboarding, riding behind tractors on sleds... Oh, did you do that in uh, Carrollton? Uh, no, I did not. I now I did throw snowballs. Um, didn't hit, snowman. your kid right in the face. I'm, no, <laughs> I actually taught my kid the
1: art of a snowball. He loves it. I'm significantly disappointed that you didn't throw in peeing on the snow and writing your name. Oh. I thought that was like one of the best activities when it snows. Check
3: my Instagram stories.
1: <laughs> Also, you just got done saying it doesn't snow very often in Seattle. And He's now all of a sudden- Seattle. I'm
3: not from Seattle. How many times do I got to tell you that uh, Eastern Washington is different than Western Washington? That's true. Okay.
0: Someone yeah. believe. Well, guys, this leads up to my, uh, our next segment, the Spitfire questions, which we still Rapid have to come fire. up with a clever name. But um, first question is, if you were on a de- stuck on a deserted island, what is one thing you were, that you would hope to have with you? On that deserted island. Oh, I got it. One thing, one thing, Do you my get God. one thing, one
1: thing. Harpoon gun. I've thought a lot about this over the years. Here's why it can be used as a weapon, it can be used to help you as a tool. You can shoot like rope up over a tree or whatever you need, and it's a great fishing slash hunting device.
0: Okay. Harpoon gun. Harpoon gun. You, you guys are still thinking?
2: I mean, I'm very torn on what my answer is going to be. My first thought was sunscreen. Okay,
0: mad props on that one. You're right. It's,
2: just, it's a reality, and <laughs> I can die by starvation, or I can die of extreme pain. But and you can and
0: blister my Can't skin. you be
2: under some shade or
0: something? Does that help? Like under a tree or, kill or? You didn't my give us the topography of this desert island? Yeah. What's the topography? All right. Let's topography? let's
1: assume you have that.
2: I have sunscreen. Yes. What? Let's assume you have. Hold on. I don't need anything else. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> like maybe a fishing pole or
0: something. Okay. I, I don't. I, uh, I. I feel like I'm copping out on this answer. It's not a thing. It's a person, and it's Elon Musk. I need an engineer. Someone smarter than me. I'm oh. hoping he's with me to engineer something. I can. Bro, if you're gonna take somebody, take some
1: badass chick. That is no, bro. Yeah, what are they want, gonna be good for? Okay, I'm gonna have to give answer. them my food. I want
0: bear
2: gorillas.
1: Bear Grylls. Is it Grylls or Griles? Grylls? Grylls, I thought. I Is want it, Bear Grylls.
2: Uh, he can teach me to survive anywhere, and he can do anything. Okay. Or that, what's that? There's another show that the guy gets dropped in the middle of nowhere and survives for six days with a camera crew falling <laughs> in the void. <whole> Naked <laughs> <way.
3: Making laughs> and afraid? No, it's <laughs> so not I was that. thinking, what There's about you? One. Come on,
1: Tristan, what you got?
3: Man... I think I'll take the easy answer and a uh, freaking motorboat to get me off that
1: thing.
0: No, you can't. That's not a an okay, total okay, cheating. Okay, okay, well, even if you have a motorboat, you don't know how far you are from other big oh, land. You, know? you you. That's a good saying? point. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah.
3: it'll just float me right back, and then I really wish I would have had myself. Um, probably a sharp weapon of some sort for the reasons Josh said. A you know, you hatchet? Be, yeah, a hatchet. You got to be able to build something. You got to be able to protect yourself mm-hmm. in case there's something crazy. Got to be able to use that to your advantage. So, yeah. That's good point. Uh, you know, if I was MacGyver, it'd be my Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Okay.
0: Swiss Army. It's, it's always a safe one. Mm-hmm. All right. Spitfire number two. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but old school is 17 years old. God, Still not legal. 17. It could watch itself, though. But what is your favorite Will Ferrell movie? Favorite Will Ferrell movie? God,
1: that's one of the best. I saw ESPN on their story today, or maybe it was yesterday doing their Ron Burgundy clips. I guess he hosted SportsCenter as a gimmick and it made me think of Anchor Man and that that one's great. My favorite though, Step Brothers. I, I think like it's Step one Brothers. of the, the, the funniest yeah. movies that's ever been created. It's a classic it's such a dude movie. It's a dude movie. It's a dude
0: movie. A dude movie. No, I have not met one girl that could sit there and enjoy. But I mean, it's <laughs> everything about it. Like
1: <laughs> you could call me Falcon and then you've got the interviews at their job, you've got the the uh, their fights. We're the just fights. Just the best friend moment. Yeah. You've got the I think the the Catalina, Catalina, the parents Catalina Wine <laughs> Mixer, you got the parent. It's just it's an incredible movie all the way through.
2: I think Old School is my favorite Will Ferrell movie. I just love that movie. And I thought he, the whole ensemble of him, Vince Vaughn, uh, Luke Wilson. Luke these Wilson guys are just up.
3: great together. I think when you're talking ensembles, you can't look any further than Anchorman. Um, there's so many great one-liners. <sighs> the Paul the, Rudd. The, the, yeah. entire, the entire movie cast, everybody in that plays. Who
1: plays the cowboy? What's his name?
3: I can never remember his name. Um, I can't either. The bald guy, mm-hmm. David
1: Kochner. Is that really a there Yeah. Okay. He's got some really weird one-off roles, too.
3: Right. Um, but, I mean, just... Out Cold. Just every... Yeah. <laughs> Out Cold's a great movie.
1: Um, but, yeah, just
3: the whole cast and, and the way they all... In a sense, though, just like the movie, they kind of bow to Will Ferrell and his character in that movie. So, yeah. I, I mean, think we
2: didn't say Elf, and Elf was like a I, hands-down favorite
3: I, for, I, for Christmas. Christmas. I thought about Elf, but I'm going with a different direction you
1: know, with a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, You know, it's kind of like Singers, right? When you ask somebody, what's your favorite album by a singer? You never really say, oh, their Christmas album. Even though a lot of singers have some famous remixes. Or, you know, Mariah Carey created one of the all-time classics now. So you just kind of, that's its own subset. And
2: he had a great run. Listen to these movies for like a four-year stretch. Zoolander, Old School, Elf, Anchorman, The Producers, sucked. Bewitched, sucked. Kicking and Screaming, Stranger Than Fiction, Talladega Nights. God. Hello, what was the one that he did? He was a soccer
0: coach.
1: Kicking and Screaming. Kicking and Screaming. That was good. with Kicking Robert and Duvall. And yeah. So I've, you've also got a- uh, And then uh, you get
2: into Step Brothers, Land of the Lost, The Other Guys, Semi-Pro. Semi-Pro. The uh, Other
1: Guys. Nice. Roxbury, the, the Other Guys was good. The Other Guys is highly <laughs> underrated. Yeah.
3: Forgot Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> yeah, 90s. that was the original. Right.
1: Yeah. The role- Will Farrell plays with Eva Mendez is probably just the, the greatest moment with Mark <laughs> Wall. Oh my god, that movie's awesome.
0: That was underrated. So I, I think I didn't say mine. Mine you didn't say yours. mine probably would be kicking and screaming. Okay. Really? I I like comedy and it would have been Anchor, but Anchorman, you already said it. So oh, the Brothers, a, which yeah, it. yeah. So I would say third would be Kicking and Screaming. Okay, so you guys, because it was a kid movie pick. and you could put it in front of a kid, but I could be rolling Lashing. my ass off. That's fair. Easy rolling my ass that's off. That's fair. All right, next question. I don't know if you guys heard it on the news, but um, there was an am- airplane that uh, caught fire. The engine caught fire. Did y'all see that?
1: Yes. It fucking blew Scary. up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then TikTok had me on this kind of oh, feed where they were doing audio and visual of what was actually happening on the plane yeah. and. At, I don't think it was real. I don't know. It is real. It it was real. Yeah, it's
1: filmed from people sitting inside the plane, filming the pictures of the engine as they're flying. Which is crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. But um, what are your first thoughts when you uh, look up, look out of the window and you see the engine uh, caught on fire? Parts missing, flying everywhere in the
2: sky. Probably try to figure out how to get on my cell phone to call family on the ground. One
0: person though, who you calling?
1: I'd calling my wife. You know. I thought about that a lot if you haven't had a chance (laughs) you really as an american you really need to go to the 9-11 memorial that's not your answer uh one of the greatest parts (laughs) of the memorial is just it's it's incredibly moving and one part it's sad it's amazing is the voicemails that were left from people flying and i've always wondered how they did it and then it dawns on me the plane was flying a hundred feet above the, the tallest buildings in New York for a good few minutes.
2: They also used to have those phones. Remember they had those phones in the back of the They also had the headset? phones in the actual it plane. Like, you Swipe you know, your credit $100 card. hundred dollars a minute. Yeah.
1: Nowadays, your cell phone rarely works on an airplane until you're very low. Um, and even then it's spotty. So I don't, my first thought isn't to go to my phone. My first thought is how can I leave a message on something that'll be found after the plane crashes. What could
2: you leave that would? I don't know.
1: And I've been thinking about that a lot. I don't know if like, it's always weird things that survive the wreck, you know, like boots or shoes sometimes somehow make it through it. Um, what are you going to leave? Parts of the plane, maybe riding shoe. on like the wall of the plane, hoping like you carve it in or something. Um, I mean so what happens up- if
2: it survives and then you get FAA fines? <laughs> <Yeah>. or- <laughs> Damaging
1: <laughs> federal property. Yeah, it's a I can't imagine looking out the window and seeing that. I you have to think it's remember. over. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I know enough about planes cuz that's my entire family is planes, air traffic controllers, pilots. The plane can survive on one engine fairly well the way they did it. The scary part is Not from does the Denver engine and Hawaii? No, no. But does the engine blow up and destroy part of the wing cuz that creates a whole another set of issues. Um, they're not built to fly on one engine and it's incredibly hard and what, how the guy landed is incredible because it was a textbook landing with one engine and that's almost unfathomable to think about um, I, I don't I don't think I would think the plane's going to crash initially, I, I would think it's going to get worse, it's going to get worse I think that it,
2: perspective is unique to you I think yeah, most absolutely. people that look out the window oh, are yeah. probably
1: like I'm,
3: I'm going to die mm-hmm. that's yeah. me, yeah. absolutely if I see fire coming out of the turbine on the wing, it's mm-hmm. over in in my head, it's over. It's just a matter of time, not if, but when.
1: What about being the person on the ground, and you hear this loud ass sound either come through the roof of your house or in the front yard, and it's part of a plane.
2: Have you all seen hey, the movie Donnie Darko? Yes. None. What? Yes.
1: Have you seen the movie Donnie Darko? Never heard of it.
3: Oh it's,
2: my goodness! It's a really, it's like a kind of a dark, very dark, very dark, cultish indie movie from the late nineties with Jake Gyllenhaal. In the movie, the premise, the beginning of it is that an engine falls into his bedroom. And he basically goes into like this alternate universe of experiencing what life would be like if he survived it. And then it kind of all warps back into this final moment where he dies. He actually dies, or at least that's the way it looks. But he has like this this surreal experience where suddenly he starts seeing things and he becomes a pyro and he has like this total melt. It's a really good movie, but man, I can't even imagine, you know, looking at your front window. Okay, let alone the, the window of a plane, but the front window, and now you've got a propeller or an engine or something sitting in your front yard.
0: I can't handle it. I couldn't. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up even <laughs> thinking about it, you know? <laughs> Get this man some Xanax. No, I don't know what I would do. I don't I don't even know. Would I even think to call anyone? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not good at answering my phone calls. so if anybody was no, in that's a plane. For, that's damn very true. <laughs> And they would call me. They would be very disappointed. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess I'd. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd call my wife. Hey, cool points. Or um, my wife would be with me. Oh, oh. In my head, I was on a business trip. So you you have a lot for real of real estate <laughs> <laughs> for local market real estate from Prosper to uh, Cedar Hill. I'd call my moms. I'd call my moms. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, this one's for me. Uh, heartbroken. I don't know you've. You should know. I'm a Kanye fan, huge Kanye fan. Um, but uh, Kim filed for a divorce from Kanye. Yep. With four kids. God. Eh, Whose team were you on, Kim, uh, Kim or Kanye? Team Kim, one team Kanye? One real Yeah, the rest of them. Oh, those the rest are so, surrogate. Oh, those two. two, I thought she had two. Did she have two? N- North, was North, south, North was hers. North, south, east, <laughs> <laughs> west, west. <laughs> oh, you have North, Chicago, Saint, And I can't remember, you know, way more than I. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember the last one. College dropout. Are we uh, Team Kim or Team Kanye? Oh, man.
2: I think in most cases, I would be Team Yeezy. uh, Because I am a Yeezy fan. Are you, though? I love Yeezy. Okay, all right.
0: I'm just making sure. Because you don't like LeBron, but you like Yeezy. No, no, no. I love Yeezy. Okay, okay.
2: Uh, Puts on phenomenal shows. Uh, We went to the Life of St. Pablo a few years ago and it was one of the coolest shows I've ever been to. Like, no joke. Uh, but this time I'm, t- I'm team Kim K. Why? So he what? is so fucking whacked out right now. Is he I or can't is the imagine media making him, him
1: seem whacked out?
2: Mm. He's bad he shit crazy. I think he's batshit. When Dave Chappelle flies out
3: to your home in Wyoming to talk you off a ledge. Yeah, apparently
2: he lives like on this
1: ranch in he Wyoming. Bought a, he bought a badass ranch in Wyoming.
0: But, I think the industry takes you to the edge like I've I mean, always feels okay. that way since, said, since no. Dave Chappelle was oh you
1: yeah. hear a lot of fucked up shit a lot of fucked up shit about Hollywood whether it's actors, comedians, singers I think it takes a unique person to be an actor, to become famous, to sing, to be a comedian you deal with shit differently. You behave differently. It's why I don't feel like Hollywood in general reflects society. And I'm not talking about the money. I'm take the money fucking out of it. I just think the people, the character, their quality, they don't reflect everyday society, in my opinion. It's what made them unique enough to be the phenomenal singers and songwriters and actors and comedians that they are. Um, so I don't think Kanye's never been who he is. I think part of it's the media. And I think the media can make anybody go crazy. And then I think he's just a very unique individual. I mean, look at the songs he's created and listen to him and actually listen to the words he put together. He's anything that he's created. Anything.
0: Anything I just think
1: his music is... His music's good.
0: His performances are good. He's
2: so many spectrums for music. He's done gospel. He's done rap. He's done, like, blended. He's done... uh, Contributions on other songs, like he, I just—he's a brilliant producer.
0: And the shoes you come out with—shoes are terrible. Uh, his his, his whole clothing brand—it looks like homeless clothes. Oh, Yeezy like most brand of his money is too. The doors yeah. there. What are you doing? <laughs> Elton Elton owns half of them. I love Yeezys. The clothes—I mean, the clothes. I mean, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on a T-shirt with six holes in the middle. Yeah, yeah, but I'd rock it though. I think, I
1: think maybe part of it too is he's become a what I consider a religious freak, and I'm talking like religious cult freak i think he's seen the power of being an inspirational spiritual leader that comes with it and on one hand i'm team yay and on the other hand i'm holy crap he could send off a thousand people to a mountain in wyoming and drink have them Kool-Aid. all drink a kool-aid with poison in it and they all and die i don't
2: think i it's mean like we that. we know that kardashian family is like and that drives to, anybody uh, crazy, crazy
1: and manipulative
2: and all that scott's
1: fucking normal and he's like i'm out <laughs> That's not
2: normal. <laughs> first of all, it's Lord Disick. And, uh,
1: he was normal the first two seasons. That's what they, I'm saying. He's it's just
2: a very weird, manipulative family. That being said, I think
0: they're probably,
2: out of the battle of those two, way more normal than, than he is. Okay. So
0: he's off. And I'm thinking that's why they split up. I think he wants to stay in Wyoming and just camp out there, and Kim can't do that. Does he make brain. another album? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, when he divorces, he's gonna go complete the artist mode. Better question is, will it be good? I'll listen. Of course, you he's will, gonna, will it be yeah. good. You his, buy his clothes. Fans. His fans will fan. listen, yeah. and
3: his fans will most likely think it's yeah, good. yeah. You got a following. Yeah, but
0: but you, you t- t- tailor to your following. I'm here, Kanye. I'm here. Well, let's get into some golf. Let's <laughs> what get a golf. transition! Good <laughs> transition. <laughs> like, let's get <laughs> into Easy. Some golf. Speed. Thing. Have you seen Yeezy's <laughs> golf game?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's actually been. Some really good golf, a lot of storylines. If you haven't been following, golf season started uh, officially back last year, but the main tournament's really – the season kicks off, in my opinion, with the Waste Management Open in uh, Phoenix. And it was kind of the coming-out party for Jordan Spieth. Uh, Jordan oh. Spieth hasn't won since 2017, and he actually competed a win in the tournament, and I think that brought a lot of excitement, and he's gone on to – Um, He finished fourth in that tournament. He finished third in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and then he finished tied for 15th at Riviera in the Genesis Open, which I think we could argue in a second he probably should have placed better. Um, But actually, I wanted to talk about something else about the Waste Management Open. Did you watch it?
2: I did. Did you notice something
1: different in the chaos that we are calling life right now? The stadium
2: minus the stadium? or the fact that there were a little bit of fans there. The
1: fact that there were some fans.
2: Fans at an outdoor event.
1: What's it was Going on. Where, where was it at? In Scottsdale, okay. Arizona. TPC Scottsdale to be exact in Arizona. Right outside Phoenix. It was an enjoyable tournament to watch. If you don't know about the Waste Management Open, it's an extremely fan-friendly event and is in it's like Happy Gilmore. Fans yell. It is like Beer chugging. Beer chugging. Beer bongs. debauchery. It is a party. It is. nice. The only thing that compares to it would be the Byron Nelson when it was at uh, Four TPC seasons. Four Seasons yeah. in uh, Irving. It is an amazing tournament for fans. It's one of my bucket lists. I think it's a bucket list for you to sit on the seventh, 16th. Sixth 16th three, hole. It's, par it's three. a par three. Tiger Woods hit a hole in one there back in 2099. Yeah. Um, but having fans there, there haven't been fans at golf since COVID started. And since we've had two tournaments, California, California doesn't allow fans to gather. Um, and so Waste Management Open was a really unique experience for us living in COVID times to have fans. And I think it added a lot to the game of golf. It definitely and I was did. watching it on TV.
2: It, it's an outdoor event. If they say things are safe outside... Why don't why can't you have a select number of people? Maybe it's not a hundred percent, but why can't you have fifteen
1: percent, twenty percent, fifty percent? You're spread over the entire golf course. I don't so, want to get into the COVID protocols too much. I'll never understand how COVID's extremely deadly. We need to wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking. You're fine. Like I guess you pick up a glass of beer, and all of a sudden you've got a COVID barrier around your body. I mean, it should be either all or nothing. And so that I don't get. And I'm glad, and you know, baseball had some limited number of fans at the World Series. Um, I think basketball starting, starting to allow to. a limited number of fans. as We talked about the national anthem uh, last time. Fans need to be back. Fans are what makes sports sports. Yes. Yes. And Waste Management Open defines that. I mean, it is it's a fun a, tournament. It's a fun tournament. And now you move on to... The Riviera and you've got the AT&T pro and they'd even have celebrities or amateurs playing in the event, which defines that. It's what makes it fun. You've got the bill Murray's, you've got the Steph Curry's, you've got
2: um, yeah, any of the NFL guys, so NFL NFL the guys. Michael
1: Jordan sometimes play. I mean, yep. it's a fun term to watch because you get to watch people like you. I mean, and when I say yeah, you, I'm you're exactly not a professional. Like Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly you're I not a professional of. golfer. So you get to see a team up. You get the comedic inner, you know, communication. Yeah. It's a fun tournament, and you take that out. It was different to watch. Um, Speed finished third in that tournament. I mean, he I thought he struggled
2: chance- on Sundays, though he struggled on Sunday at Waste Management because yep.
1: he was. Tied for the lead? He tied for... No, no. He, he was the second group... No, he was second group at waste management. He had the lead Until at, the
2: end of Saturday. But, like, a, he led at one point yeah. during the waste management. Yes. And then he kind of fell apart on Sunday. He didn't fall apart. Fall apart was what happened to him at the Masters.
1: He just he was, didn't play great. He was in the final group at the Pro-Am, and he was in the lead leading into Sunday. So he was in the final group, was the leader, and he was a leader by two strokes. If you yeah. don't watch golf, two strokes is a very decent lead on the last day. He finished, I think, fourth? I could be wrong. Sorry, he finished third. Um, fast forward to Riviera, a very hard course, a very hard tournament, Genesis Open. Well, yeah, when you have 40-mile-an-hour
2: wind gusts coming off the water. They actually delayed Saturday. There I was mean, a there was a hole where a guy... Was it Snedeker? Uh, I think it was Snedeker. Yeah. He landed on the green, and that ball... He landed on the front of the green, and the ball rolled like a hundred yards past.
1: Yeah. He had about a 35, 40 foot putt. He putts it. It gets about five feet from the hole and it does a 90 degree turn. And it ends up in the fairway. I think 60 yards away. It was ridiculous. All because of the wind. Um, and
2: Spieth was lead. was well, not leading.
1: He was at the top.
2: He was in the top five of that tournament and his whole round fell apart. Cause he was stuck in the afternoon group, a bunch of Dustin Johnson, same thing. Max Homo is the only one that really stuck with it. And Finau kind of rose up on Sunday.
1: In golf, the first two days of Thursday and Friday, you have a time slot. If you start in the morning on day one, day two, you start in the afternoon vice versa. Saturday, the last group to go is whoever's leading on Saturday. So your best golfers of the tournament are going off in the afternoon and the same thing on Sunday. And so to Ryan's point, the best golfers for that tournament that were in the lead got the shittiest conditions to play. And in this instance, it fucks Spieth. You know, he falls to 15th, um, which is still really good. I mean, it wasn't like he was For how 15, he's played, 15 I mean, shots away. I think he's going to win a tournament here in the next two months.
2: I just don't know. I mean, the the golfing thing is his game is really, really good with wedges and with putter but his driver is so wildly inaccurate. And that's just not the way the game is played right now. These guys that are winning tournaments are hitting 60, 70, 80% of the fairways. He's hitting like 48% of his fairways. He's having to scramble to recover every hole.
1: Well, and the ones that aren't are hitting it 350 yards. And so even though they're not in the fairway, they're still in a really good position for the green, which he's
2: not. The distance will always be a challenge for him, but where he was so dominant during his little Masters run, his US Open... The British Open uh, is... It was his putting. Putting.
1: It, was it really putting was his putting, much but, play. But his, yes, his short game has been Phil and Tiger-esque.
2: Uh, un- yeah. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of Tiger, Gar. Tiger had an interview with Jim Nance on Sunday during the Genesis Open. Tiger Woods hosts the event every year. It's his event. Usually he plays. Um, I think this is like the third year in a row that he hasn't played. But... If you didn't see the interview, there's a lot of question first. Was he high or extremely drunk before the interview? I don't know if y'all saw it, but I mean, his his eyes just look. He looks faded. Was it
0: bloodshot? Were they bloodshot red? He looks red? faded. Wow. Awesome. Loved I hadn't it. I not seen this. He
1: gave a really good interview. Um, but at one point, Jim Nance asked him the Masters. He had surgery, I think, about a month ago. Uh, fairly minor surgery on his back to clean up some of the issues he's having. Oh, and no. You seen his eyes?
2: Yeah. I think this is like his
1: mugshot. Is he drunk or is he high? Or is it both? It is California. Man,
2: he's on so many pills from yeah. all the injuries and stuff that he's had. Who knows?
1: But anyway. Uh, Just don't drive, Tiger. He's not supposed to play again until the Masters. That's what the early reports from his agent. Hey, he had back surgery again. He'll be ready to go for the Masters. That's everyone's calendar. They've got it marked. On Sunday, he told Nance he is not committing to the Masters yet, which to me means there's a really strong possibility he's not in the Masters. He's Him defending not, it. No. Nope. They actually redid the Masters in, in October. Yeah, Dustin or no, no, Johnson no won. that's right. Dustin that's, Johnson right. Won. that's right. They changed it.
0: Yeah. Are we still trying to hold, hold on to that hope that he's just going to come back and win Masters? He's two away from Jack. Well, I... If he doesn't play in the Masters three-way, this year...
1: Three-way, sorry. If he doesn't play in the Masters this year, it means his back's pretty bad.
0: And Very to me, that bad. means
1: he's retiring within the next 18 months. That's my guess. Completely a prediction. The game of golf is way better with Tiger than it is without. I don't know if on Sunday, I rearrange my plans to watch the Masters like I do when Tiger's playing. Hell, when I'm working... I've got the fucking Masters playing on my phone all day. I get nothing done because I'm glued to whatever Tiger's doing. Every shot I am a hundred percent in. And I feel like just the news of him maybe not being in it, I'm already out. Yeah, I'm still watching.
3: I mean, it's it's the Masters, you know. It's Are you a golf fan or are you a
2: Masters fan?
3: I am a golf fan.
1: But how many so tournaments Tiger's do you watch on a it. Saturday and Sunday every week? I watch the majors. Okay. So yeah. he's...
2: Yeah.
3: I, I watch... And, and if there's something like the Genesis Open, I'll watch that too. Yeah. If, if I have the time, I don't watch TV hardly ever anymore That's anyways. But when it comes to golf, I want to watch the best golf courses, and I want to watch the
0: best tournaments. I like that. Of course. Like, I don't, I don't like... Preseason basketball. I just like playoff basketball and championship basketball.
3: Well, okay, so preseason basketball and your standard golf
0: tournament are kind well, of not two, preseason. <laughs> not totally different. <laughs> yeah, those are very different. Season basketball.
1: Well, and here's the here's the interesting thing about golf, right? You've got the four majors, but then you also have other aspects of the calendar year that are extremely relevant. You got things called the World Golf Classics, um, or sorry, World Golf Championships, where I think it's five tournaments in the year spread throughout. That are more significant. It's a very small field. You got to be one of the top fifty golfers, so it's extremely competitive. Ryder Cup. Then you've got then you've got the Ryder Cup. You've I mean, got things my like the Players watch, Championship, yeah. considered the fifth major of the year. A lot of golfers don't consider the calendar starting, but until then you've the got players. some of these famous
2: casual tournaments. That wasn't eight
0: twenty. No, it wasn't. But then
2: you have some of these other famous like calendar tournaments, like the uh, Waste Management yeah. Open or like i guess for us in dallas the byron, byron.
0: the colonial
1: the colonial
2: right i mean those are big events kapalua
1: yeah you've got the hawaii tournaments which they've already happened um then you fast forward and you know they usually play um a couple times in new york I what's mean,
3: the one in dubai like the dubai Classic Well, that happens
1: that happens the same week as the uh, at t pro-am so that was two weeks ago okay um but yeah there's a lot of relevant tournaments throughout the year that matter that
3: so yeah the, back to my point if tiger is not playing the masters yeah it sucks right but i'm not not watching it and especially on sunday i'm not i won't have to rearrange a schedule for it because i already know i'm gonna watch it
2: i think there's you enough know? big names in golf right now to draw if one or two of those guys are at the top isn't there been more competitive it'll draw eyeballs yeah. if it's Dustin and going into it at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's phenomenal. phenomenal. People will watch. If but if it's, it's Fowler and... Molinari. Molinari. I'll watch Fowler. I mean, people will watch I'm a Ricky Fowler fan. But if it's Rory and someone... like There's, there's, an, there's eight or ten of golfers draw. right now that are draws. And if one or two of them are competing with each other, you'll absolutely watch.
1: Golf has never been more exciting and more competitive than it is right now. And we have Tiger to thank for that. Quick spitfire question from me to y'all. Ricky Fowler's not playing well right now. He's actually Damn. looking like 2018 me. Speed, 2019 Speed. Me. Now, all of a sudden, Speed's playing well, and he's more relevant. My question is, who wins a tournament first, Speeth
3: or Fowler? Speeth. Fowler hasn't won a tournament of any sort of size, period. He okay. won. He won a few years ago. Well, he hasn't won a major. It, it, it wasn't a major. I would consider it like in that second tier and maybe even towards the bottom of a second tier. He won five. the Players
1: Championship. He did win the Players two How years ago. How long ago? I think it was two years ago. Either way, I'll take speed.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm, I'm not, not arguing. Fan. I would love Ricky to win. I would love for him to be relevant on a Sunday. Maybe coining, you know, Tiger wears red on Sunday. Maybe he wears bright orange, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the things I love about Ricky is is he, you know, reps Puma.
2: Um, I'm a big fan of Puma clothing. Shout out. Didn't know that. But, but he's also like tiny. I think he's like 5'8 in 140 pounds or something. Like these big golf. Brooks. Dustin. Shambo, these, these are like Wrong. linebacker guys now,
3: <laughs> right? Okay, I'm just a big fan of Ricky. I like I like his his game in terms of of what he does outside the course. You it know. was
2: 2015 too, by the way. The players so that's it's a long time
3: ago. Five years ago, yeah, that wasn't recent.
2: No, it's five years, six years. Well, six. The years. players ah, carried the one. I felt like it was just, <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anyway, yeah, Speeth, no doubt, I think has more momentum. Uh, I I almost think Ricky needs to take a sabbatical. Um, Dude, these guys go fire get coach, you know, throw your clubs in the water, do something different because common
2: bear- denominator between Fowler and Speed over the last few years. What's changed? They've gotten game? married. Oh, hairline. He'll do it too. But you. the crazy thing is, these are like long term girlfriends. It's not like they
1: yeah, was- it's not like they're just six months and they ran off and got married. No, no. But
2: no, it, it does not, something. It's not Kim K, K or anything like yeah. okay. that.
0: But it does something to you. It has to. I don't know. Hey guys, I wanna talk about uh, something that really Took your breath away? It did. <laughs> like it took someone else's <laughs> breath away. <laughs> Some controversy. Um, I've seen this happen more times than one. Um, Blades and Lewis fought in the ring, UFC. Who? Uh, Blades and Lewis. Ah, Derek yes. Lewis, Curtis Blade. Yes. Um, very quick knockout, but uh, he stuck him with an uppercut and in the uppercut, he leaned into it. So he was knocked out so in So unfortunate. Uppercut. And then he lay down, and the guy that did the uppercut came, Lewis, came on top of him and beat him in the head two more times while the ref was saying, stop, stop. Should it, should, should it have been done? Should he have gotten hit two more times after already being knocked out? And he knew, you know when you've knocked someone out. It's not like. Play the like, whistle. Really? Play of the whip? I, I don't... These okay, so fighters. I, I get that. So, um, Jorge M- Masvidal. Mas- 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 Masvidal. Masvidal? Mas- Jorge Masvidal? Yeah, he has like one of the quickest knockouts in UFC. Five seconds. He need the guy, like yep. immediately. Yep. And then when he got knocked out, Jorge hit him twice Yep. before he was pulled off. But there was a lot of trash talking. So he was like... Oh, so that's okay then. Yeah, if you're going to trash talk, you got to be okay with the consequences. I don't know what the back end of this story was, but at some point, I mean, at what point this is an animalistic game. Let me give the tell the tape because this is important. It's relevant.
1: Derek Lewis was a four to one underdog in this fight. Four to one in a heavyweight fight. He's ranked number four. Uh, Curtis Blades was ranked number two overall. And he's 36 years old. Yep. He he broke the record with this knockout, uh, tying for the most knockouts um, of this caliber. Happened in the second round, like a minute and 20 in the second round. It was a really unfortunate event. I mean, Curtis Blaze should have won the fight. He goes in a duck because he's expecting a different type of attack, and he was trying to counter by ducking, and it was wrong place, wrong time. Derek Lewis comes with an uppercut. It doesn't matter who he's fighting. That type of connection, you're knocking the dude out. You also got to take into consideration in the ufc herb dean is the number one referee in the ufc he's got the most tenure he's the most respected his name means something his officiating means something in this situation as quickly as it happens like ryan said you go until the whistle blows you go until herb dean calls the fight he i d- called it though he no, said stop he did twice we're not there it happens so quickly it's I I hate when people do this in sports. They go back in slow mo especially in football with like PI calls. They go back in slow
0: motion, like it's so obvious. It happened in real time. But you know he's knocked out. Like it's it's just mutual respect. Like he probably I don't know if he does or not. Does he have kids? Does he even have a girlfriend? Like you don't want to it's on TV. It's vicious. It's vicious. vicious Derek Lewis. It's a vicious sport. it is safer than boxing, and a lot of
1: people will argue with me about that, and that's another argument for another day. people just like arguing with you. Uh,
3: <laughs> or vice versa. It's Yeah, that's my better way to put it.
1: The UFC is a very safe sport the way it is officiated. These are examples, though, of those two hits could have been very hurtful. For sure. For uh, blades. But you go until the whistle's blown. You know, maybe you show some... Uh, Pause, restraint. restraint. However, if he wasn't knocked out and he's able in that amount of time where you hope Derek Lewis would have shown restraint and he gets himself to a more defensive position, he could prolong the fight. He could be close to the sidewall where he's able to get in a defensive position to get to the buzzer. You know, there's a lot of factors. Derek Lewis knows he's only about a minute into the round, minute and a half. There's but still said, three and a half minutes to go. Bro, but he still, he called I hear it, you.
0: He called it. The ref knew it was done. Everyone knew it was done. It's a violent knockout. Bro, and he's got them heavy killers on his hand. And he lays them two more times. He lays them two more times. And he was not even just like this. I mean, he cocked back and leaned in on the fist. I think it was a bit much. I I think
1: for every amazing knockout, you see other really good strikes either by the shin, by the foot, by the fist, by the elbow. And the guy doesn't get knocked out. So I think you have to take it.
3: They can take some punishment. I mean, really take some punishment.
1: I mean, one of the most impressive knockouts I've ever seen was Kimbo. I think it was Kimbo Slice.
2: One of the backyard fights on
1: uh, (laughs) P-Bombs World? No, he's in a rear naked choke. A rear naked choke, one of the hardest submissions to get out of. Not only does he get out of it, he then knocks a guy out. I mean, that's impressive. He should not have been able to get out of a rear naked choke, and he did um you can get out of a rear
0: naked choke it's really hard but of course if you're in a rear naked choke you're choking them out like they the the people will stop the fight when like my point is behind their head My
1: point is it's really hard in that situation nine times out of ten heavyweight fight rear naked choke they're not getting out of it once that happens it's over and And he was able to get him out out. but he was able to get out. out of it and then he knocked him out i'm just saying in the UFC, there's a lot of instances where fighters, to Tristan's credit, get out of things that you and I can't. You and I can't survive. I mean, I'm dead I mean, if I get I that, that uppercut. It yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of liken it to something that I can understand, which is football. And, you know, quarterback steps up, throws the ball. At the same time, linebackers coming in on a blitz lowers his head the quarterback lowers his head at the same time and now you got yourself a roughing the passer call it's so bang bang the linebacker didn't necessarily mean to lower his head and then hit the quarterback who lowers his head after the guy can't necessarily see him and now you got yourself a penalty roughing targeting you call it whatever you want to call it we as fans get super upset when we see that play happen because in the replay you're like there's no way he meant to do that well the ref is calling a bang bang play in this scenario, do I like it? Not necessarily, I think, the fighter who knocked him out knew he knocked him out, but you play to the whistle, and it's, it's such a fast uh, um, action from both sides, the guy falling, being knocked out, and the guy knocking him out, and then subsequently going in for more because that's just what you do. You play to the whistle. So I just think it happens so fast, really no way to fault the referee or the fighter himself. The, the, the fighter's still standing. You can't. You just can't fault either of them. Do,
0: do you think any of y'all had that instinct to hit someone in their face? If I hit when somebody they're and out? they're knocked
3: out like that, I am celebrating like a mofo. Well, hitting I them am, while I am they're knocked out. hands in the air, jumping up and down. I'm am I'm, I'm standing over him like I'm Muhammad Ali.
1: All right, I mean, or one of those OU kids. I don't. I don't have yeah. any I mean, Or one of those OU. Yeah, kids. I saw that yeah, OU Jesus. fight this morning. Total props to the 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 smaller guy who's got some type of MMA training for. Defending himself and taking on a guy way bigger than him, who also happens to be a football player for that? OU. The OU football player.
0: I think everyone should do MMA training. My, my problem with that MMA video. So we can
1: all walk around fighting each other? No, no, no. But I, if you're in MMA,
0: you don't look for fights. Like, they tell oh, you. Oh, Yeah. I yeah, disagree. So.
3: Have you been to Scruffy's on Friday night about 10 o'clock?
1: Do you know the, do you know the people that train Shout in MMA out. gyms? Well, they, they have enough time sparring in the gyms. I think there are people that go to the boxing classes and MMA classes because they want to refine their fighting skills. Um, It's a big misconception that just because you go to a gym and learn how to box or MMA fight, that you also get your hands registered, which means if you get a fight, you're considered a felon for using your hands. But but most
0: gyms will kick you out if they... If they find out you fought, yes. Mm
1: -hmm. No, my problem with this fight, it's not the main fight. There's an secondary fight that takes place between the OU buddy's friend who I think is also a football player and MMA fighters friend, who also has <laughs> MMA training that guy takes the other guy the football player and body slams him against the wall and his head hits the wall and his neck goes into the wall yep and falls to the ground and the guy from my viewpoint in the video looks like he was knocked out and a good 10 seconds later the MMA guy is still on top of them and then it proceeds to then throw some violent haymakers while the guy is passed out. That's the part where, yeah. And I've seen it happen in real life Where in college. You know, I've seen fights spiral out of the bar and the guy be knocked out and people kick or hit the guy in the head. And I just, I hate that. I think it's disgusting. I think you should be thrown in jail. If you ever do anything like that, kind of to your point with this fight in UFC boom, guys knocked out. However, that happens within seconds. And I'm talking about in real life, in this video, especially
3: the type of fight you're talking about, the guy knows he's, he's there, out. And oh, he's he done. Just kind of showboat yep. and, and just going in for more because, oh,
1: yeah.
0: you know, you see it in, and you see it in yeah.
1: videos that where people have gotten jumped. It's just, it makes me nauseous Ooh. seeing it. It's yeah.
0: disgusting. They used to sell videos like that in high school. Ag Town Fights 330 Gang. Gang, gang. More felony fights yeah, on YouTube. Cedar Hill. Cedar Hill. Shout out. I, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it. What's our beer? I'm thirsty. Let me get that. Let me I get that going. End. Okay. All right. So- What do you got? What do you got? What do you got?
1: Tristan is regrouping Beer of the Week. This is his segment traditionally. I'm not even trying to seal his thunder, so I've decided I'm going to do something completely different this week around Beer of the and Week. And I love it. This week, I have a beer for y'all to try.
2: I didn't know I had that. And it's <laughs> what? what
1: I call- the brown bag special. Typically, Ooh. Tristan will bring a beer. He's going to give us some insight into the brewery, give us a little bit of insight into the actual beer itself. Fuck that. Nuh-uh. This is my segment today. Okay. You don't get to know dick about it. Nothing. You're going to put it in your mouth, and you're going to try it. And enjoy it. And you're going to tell me what you think. Mm. And then I'm going to tell you a little bit about the beer. So, okay.
2: so Josh, to have a rubber band <laughs> that he
0: definitely brought from home. So you don't <laughs> cheat. Stop it. No,
1: actually, I have a friend at work that's an avid listener. He loves our Beer of the Week segment. I had him try the beer. He recommended the rubber band because he liked the idea of me hiding it with the brown bag. He gave me the rubber bands. So mm. shout out, Scott, Thank if your you're listening. Appreciate work. it, Scott. All right. Cheers, fellas, since we don't have the ability as a can to open it and to give that nice smash sound. All right, all right. Here we go. I've not tried this first time. Here we go.
2: The scent is interesting. Wow. Bud Light.
3: Okay, I know what road I'm going down here.
0: This is this is butt heavy.
2: No, it's definitely not butt heavy.
3: It's not butt
1: no, heavy.
0: No, it's not. It tastes like it. That's like a shiner. It like doesn't taste like a shiner. Okay, you need to stop knocking down my... <laughs> Dang. Okay, hold on.
1: First reactions. I'm going to give Scott's reaction. I like the idea of getting call oh. and listeners, and um, right now we're still not live. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be able to go live and actually have you guys be more a part of the conversation, but I'm going to give Scott's as my opinion. He says it's a hoppy beer that doesn't have a ton of unique notorieties, you know, f- specific flavors in the aftertaste or anything that hits you in the, in the forward. It's just a, it's a beer.
2: Is this a microbrew?
1: It is. How microbrew? they started out really as a microbrewer and they have grown pretty significantly. They do over a hundred thousand bottles a year. Are you trying to guess?
2: I was trying to think of it. It tastes like Sierra Nevada.
1: Okay. That's not it. It's uh, way smaller than Sierra. Nevada. So
3: yeah, Sierra has got much more back end finish hops, right? Like you, it, it, it's just got a lot of hop.
2: I was thinking about the back end finish, but I wasn't sure. Sorry.
1: Let, me tell, about, like let me tell you about the back end. Let me tell you about the brew. Before I do, just quick, quick opinions.
0: So far, I like it. I like it. I do like
1: yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's nothing crazy. I think we've had a
0: lot of well, beers. You're describing it. It's it's it just tastes common. It yes. doesn't.
1: Once I thought about the back
2: end hops, I had a different opinion of it.
1: I think we've done a lot of really unique microbrewed beers, right? where they've had a lot of characteristic. You know, the Yule Time, we've had the Ra and Sons, we've had the Three Nations. The they've Squirt been, Gun. The Squirt Gun. There's been a lot of different unique flavors. We've been able to compare them to cereals and, and you name it. This is just a beer, and it I'm is. okay with that. It's a very good flavor, but it's a beer flavor, there's nothing overly unique about it. Appetizer beer. So the brewery is abita Oh, Br- Abita. Abita. If purple you don't, haze. yeah, Abita I was, is, to, I was trying to find it. Oh, he found it! Wow, he has on his computer. As I was saying it, he had it. So congratulations for figuring it out. Is it uh, purple haze? Uh, this is not purple haze. Take what? off your rubber band. Remove the brown bag. What's the big deal? Like is this, this the Mardi Gras? <laughs> it is, a is Gras. the Mardi Gras. It's the Mardi yes! Gras. Woo-hoo! So I chose this beer, not because I knew anything about it. It was Mardi Gras, and we did not get to film last week. And last week was Fat Tuesday in the culmination of the Mardi Gras holidays. Yes. Mardi Gras Bach. So this is a Mardi Gras Bach. If you don't know about Ibiza, Ibiza was founded in 1986. Like I said, they started out, not bottles, I apologize. They started out with just over a 1,000 barrels of beer for the year. Today, they do more than 125,000 barrels. So, I don't think you would consider them a micro brew. So, I was close. Anymore. When I said um, Shiner Yeah. I, I think Bach. you were close, but I think you were also close when you said Bud Light because there's a lot of but heavy. normalcy. Yeah.
3: This, this I would throw more on the Budweiser side. Budweiser, yeah. Um, I was thinking even Platinum. That's why
0: I said Bud Heavy. That's yeah. what that's the slang, right? It Am is. I right? I it is. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I, appreciate okay. It. I appreciate it. I'm not. I'm uh, now so, I
3: have seen this at the store when I'm going through Komen to figure out what we're gonna have. I have seen this brewery, and and not for any reason negative. I just passed it up to find something else. So good choice, great choice.
1: You've got you've got the caramel, the pilsner, the 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 lager aspects of it. They they call it the Mardi Gras Bach. Um, it's their first of their seasonal brews that they did. Um, it's a Beer that they consider very close to the German My Box and it's you know rich with the malt flavor. And they think it's the perfect choice for the carnival season in New Orleans. Um I think it's a very good beer. It's just I think when we think of microbrewers, we sometimes go to them for their uniqueness and, and different varietals.
3: I give the graphic varietals. an eight out of ten. Graphic's awesome. Strong, strong eight out of ten. Yeah,
1: graphic's awesome. It's Mardi Gras. It's a very good beer. This is one out of all the ones that we've done that I can drink all night, and I think I'd be fine. I can't drink a lot of Ooh, that. I, I, I doubt that. I was six point five
3: percent that. alcohol by
1: volume. Wow, mm. alcohols. Maybe not yeah, all it's, night. It's got six and a half alcohols. Six and a half alcohols. Alcohol I wasn't oh, sure. That's a lot. Please drink responsibly. Yes. So I hope you enjoyed the Brownback Special. Uh, on it's our next great. episode, I have another beer for the Brownback special that I'm excited for you all to try. But uh, Where
3: are these guys out of?
1: They're at just north of New Orleans.
3: Beautiful. So, nice. Louise, shout Beautiful. out
1: to Louisiana. I don't think we've done a, a microbrewery outside uh, of Texas. Uh, oh, we did Alaskan. Al-
3: Alaskan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: shout out New Orleans. Because I Because it
3: was I, cold that week. We thought that was cold. Alaska. <laughs> you know,
1: uh, I think what I love about this segment I knew know nothing about microbrewers, and I would never have been able to tell you what a beta was or where they're from. And, and I learned. And this something. was
3: suggested by your friend at work, or is it no? The I went beer? to
1: Total Wine, and I just man, Total Wine. Shout out to them; they've got a great selection of brewers. Of shout outs. To Microbreweries. Oh, um, Their wine some section today. is legit. Their wine section is legit. Their liquor section is legit. They've got a great selection for beers. They've got beer from everywhere. I just walked up and down the aisle. I actually found one that's something something pizza beer. And I had it in my hand, was oh. checking out. And I asked this dude, I forget his name. I should you know, give him a shout, shout out. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we should have done that one last time. He, he said, he goes, the, it hits you in the front with marinara. And you taste dough and he tastes cheese. He goes, it tastes nothing like beer. And I said, well, is it good? And he looked at me. Anytime you ask somebody in the service industry, retail or restaurant, if it's good, If they pause for more than a half second, don't fucking do it. (laughs) Don't do it. So as soon as he paused, I was like, all right, I'm putting it back. And he laughed.
2: Um, Would you say that you took a pill in beta? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So, hey, cheers, fellas. I hope y'all enjoyed it. And we'll do another beer next time. And we're going to, we're just going to end on that note. I think we're going to end with the beer of the week. I hope you uh, enjoyed the episode. Again, praise everyone that was able to make it through the snowstorm of 2021. Um, some of us were more fortunate than others, and it's not lost on us. So, um, hope everyone did okay. Congratulations, and enjoy the 70-degree weather this week. Absolutely. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. This is Elton. Tristan. Hit that subscribe button. We're out. Adios. <laughs>